Chapter 1 The Present, Long Beach, California Daddy! Instantly awakened by the shrill cry, Payne Landry sits straight up in bed. Was it real? The room is illuminated in the bluish glow from the television and moonlight spilling through the open window. Sheer white curtains billow slightly. Somewhere, a faucet drips. Palm fronds rustle in the warm June breeze. A chirpy has-been sitcom actress hawks an incredibly complicated plastic food storage system on a television infomercial. Payne feels for the television remote on the rumpled quilt and presses power, silencing her, plunging the room into darkness. He listens, unsettled, certain he heard it, unless... Daddy! Dulcie. He bolts out of bed and rushes across the shadowy bedroom and down the short hall, shoving open the door to his daughter's room. Enough moonlight filters through the drawn blinds for him to make out Dulcie huddled in bed, knees drawn up to her chest, arms wrapped around them. What is it? Payne strides over to take his daughter into his arms. Did you have a nightmare? Dulcie's body is trembling. Not a nightmare. What happened? Graham's here. It takes a moment for Payne to grasp her words. Then relieved, he laughs. Dulcie, you were dreaming. Graham isn't here. She's back east, and it's the middle of the night. No, she's here! It was a dream, Payne repeats, again hearing the steady dripping of the faucet in the bathroom down the hall. He keeps forgetting to call the landlord about that. He'll do it first thing in the morning. Daddy, Dulcie says, almost frantically, feeling around in front of her, finding and clutching at Payne's t-shirt. I'm not lying, Daddy. I saw her. The last three words are faint. A chill slithers over him. You saw her? Dulcie nods, her sightless eyes focused on a spot over his shoulder. I don't know how it happened, Daddy, but I was lying here in bed, and a sound woke me up. I thought it was the wind, but then it was more like a whisper, and I saw Graham's face standing over me. She was smiling. It was just a dream, Payne tells himself, biting down on his lower lip. Just a dream. It has nothing to do with Kristen. Or what happened three years ago. Was that all? You saw her smiling? Payne asks his daughter softly, his tone carefully neutral. He strokes Dulcie's tousled blonde hair, his fingers automatically lacing through the strands, gently untangling them. She talked to me. What did she say? She says she loves me. She called me Dulcinea like she always does. And then she said that she has to go away. Payne's hand involuntarily jerks towards his mouth, yanking Dulcie's hair in the process. Ow! I'm sorry, baby he murmurs, his heart pounding. That's all she said? Uh Uh-huh. And then she disappeared. How did she get here, Daddy? Where did she go? I don't know, Payne answers, truthfully to the first question. As for the second, he might know the answer, but he hopes to God that he's wrong. The sun is shining on Lilydale for a change as Julia walks swiftly up Summer Street, 
Carrying a bunch of deep purple Dutch irises, she just picked from the meager patch beside her back door a few blocks away. After a rainy May and a cooler-than-usual start to June, she almost gave up hope that seasonal weather will ever arrive, but here it is at last. Later, she'll go home and change into shorts, she decides, uncomfortably warm in the jeans and sweatshirt that have pretty much been her uniform for the last nine months. Her short, thick brown hair is damp with sweat around her forehead and at the nape of her neck. Hi, Julia. Startled by the voice, she turns to see Pilar Velasquez hurrying toward her across the small lawn of the pretty blue and white house at 8 Summer Street. Pilar! You must have brought the sun with you from Alabama. Julia reaches up to return the much taller, older woman's embrace. How is your winter? Wonderful. I visited my son Peter.